0: God bless you, have come your way once again to give you enlightenment, this is the apostolic prophet Mark Julius K. Bonrich of the Bonridge Generation and by the grace of God I would like you to stay tuned as I start this podcast. If we stand for kings, let us therefore stand for the reading of God's infallible and unadulterated, changing, unchangeable word. I would like to issue a warrant arrest to the book of Luke 14 and to summon your intelligence arrest to the verse number 28. The reading of God's word says For which of you, intending to build a tower, siteth not down first? and counted the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it father we bless the reading of this word as we are about to zoom into your teachings father lord enlighten us give us understanding at the end all glory be to your name in jesus name i pray amen Um, By means of objectifying what I'm teaching, uh, we are here to know the existence of the church, to know the type of churches and the importance of building a lasting ministry. My subject or my subjectivity for my teachings today is building a long-lasting ministry. Building a long-lasting ministry ministry. By ways of introduction, I would like you to know that ministry is just a place or is a field you stand to exert the gift of God upon your life. That is why we have a word like the apostolic ministry. It is where an apostle stands to minister. And we have the prophetic ministry where a prophet as a personality exerts the gift of prophecy and that becomes the prophetic ministry. It goes on like that you need to understand ministry is a building how you build determines its longevity yeah? we just saw that in the book of luke fourteen twenty-eight. the bible said for which of you intended for building a tower sitteth not down first and counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to fund it or to finish it so intention affects durability intention affect durability the reason why so many people build and what they are building doesn't last is because from the beginning the approach to ministry was seen by god as deception uh, because of their intention Uh, please note that when i'm talking about building a lasting ministry it is not for only pastors you can be a teacher a banker a lawyer whatever endeavor you find yourself that is your ministry where you stand exert the gift so if you're a teacher and you are teaching that becomes your teaching ministry the banking ministry the flight ministry whatever you find yourself so i said the reason why so many people build and what they build doesn't last is because from the beginning of their building their approach to ministry was seen by god as deception because of their intention eh? whenever god sees deception in intention it paralyzes its longevity eh? Listen to me. Whenever God sees deception in intention, it paralyzes its longevity. Please excuse me for that. Now men look at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart. The major component of the heart is intent and intention. When intention does not reflect his interest, he sees it as deception and he cannot bless it with longevity. When the mind of God concerning a thing is not being exhibited by the one, the visionary, God sees it as deception and therefore he doesn't bless it with longevity durability only functions where intention is clear before the maker durability only functions where intention is clear before your maker. god is smart like some young ladies i know today no matter your intention they want to see your intention no matter what you do these young ladies want to see your intention if you like to plant good cars you want to show money houses around until they read your intention they wouldn't let you enter into them, they will not give you a step ahead into their life. The reason why ministry isn't lasting in many people's hands is because their intention is selfish. Mm they are in ministry to prove a point you are in that business to prove a point you are getting married to prove a point they are in ministry for (laughs) showage. i said they are in ministry for a show off. so i call that showage. they are in ministry for different reasons anytime you start ministry god looks at your intention when your intention doesn't reflect his vision for you, then he can't bless it. Psalm 27, verse number one, the Bible said, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchmen wicked, but in vain. Every building is built by some men, but God is the one that builds all. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number one. <laughs> Every building is built by some men, but God is the one that builds all. When God's hand is not on your work, it can't last. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Nobody as ageless as God. Anything he touches lasts forever. God looks at David's heart and gave him a kingdom that outlived him. You need to understand that when God's heart is in a thing, He will give you the wisdom for durability. God checks intention in order for you to last whatever you are doing. God checks your intention in order for you to last in whatever you are doing. As long as intention is not in place, like Hannah, you can go to Shiloh hundred times and have nothing to show. You can do all sorts of programs and do all ministry from the city to city until intention is clear, my friend. God cannot command result. Hannah kept on going to Shiloh for over 24 years and there was no result because her intention was not clear. Expectation was not guaranteed. When intention is not clear, expectation is not guaranteed. Hear me somebody, child of God, you can go to all powerful men of God. To to lay hands and lay legs on you and even bath you in the drum or in drums of oil until your destiny looks like plantain chips. Where intention is not clear, God cannot manifest his hand or power over it. To build to last begins with intention. To build a lasting foundation. To build a lasting ministry. To build a lasting job. To build a lasting marriage. Start with your intention. I, I feel like preaching here already. I, mm listen to me this goes to the ministers out there program is not what gives you longevity in ministry good preaching miracles etc isn't what brings longevity in ministry it is intention because without intention there is no conception for manifestation i forgot already Uh, without your intention there is no conception for manifestation It is your intention that releases your manifestation. Hannah had to connect her intention, Hannah had to correct her intention before there could be a Samuel. Uh. First Samuel chapter 1 verse number 10, the Bible said, And Hannah said, O oh Lord, have mercy upon me. If thou will look upon thy handmaiden and give unto me a man, child, I will give him back unto you. When she corrected her intention, then she saw a result. Your kind of prayer and motive when you entered into ministry from the start is the foundation upon whatever you built will last. Mm. When a man prays, Oh Lord, give me for my generation. Oh Lord, the intention is getting clearer. When a man of God start to pray that, Oh Lord, use me for my generation then you are making intention clearer. When you pray, oh Lord, set me on fire. Lord, my generation must watch me burn for you. Intention is becoming clearer. Lord, if you can use me, oh Lord, if you can't use me, kill me. Then intention is getting clearer. Lord, if you can't bless me for your kingdom, waste me. Then intention is getting clearer. It is your intention that determines your durability and your profitability in Ministry. When intention is not clear, expectation is not guaranteed. When intention is not clear, expectation is not guaranteed. The intention of Ananias and Sapphira proved the spirit of. Ah, labre palaba. This intention of Ananias and Sapphira proved the spirit and made them to be vulnerable to death. It provoked the spirit because their intention was wrong. Huh? They sold the land and hid the rest of the money not for the purpose of redeeming the vows. So when the Spirit saw their intention, the Spirit cut them off. Huh? You shall not be cut off in the name of Jesus. In Jesus huh? Solomon's intention for wisdom, sir, was to serve his generation. His intention is not to enrich himself, but to serve his generation. Solomon prayed, Lord, show me mercy. Give me wisdom to rule and lead your people. People intention was clearer, manifestation was guaranteed. <laughs> My God, David built David built the greatest dynasty of his time. When we talk of dynasty, we are talking about bloodline. And three hundred thousand years after his death, we are still celebrating him. <laughs> That's the city of Jerusalem, the city of David today David is the greatest king in his history of Israel the bible made mention of David being a man after God's own heart in first chronicles chapter number 17 verse number 13 to 14 God said I shall make his throne established forever when God saw his intention he said i will make your kingdom outlive you kingdom are built by hand by the hand of god durability is a function of the hand of God on a system. We are going to talk about other things, but it begins with intention. That is why David was dying. He gave Solomon one of the most important and greatest advice anybody can give a man on this earth. In First Chronicles chapter number 28 verse number 9, the Bible said, And thou Solomon my son, know thou the God of thy fathers and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind for the Lord, searcheth all heart and understanding, all the imagination of thought. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Solomon, I know this God, the one that establishes kingdoms. He is the same God that establishes thrones and men. I know him, my son. Let me tell you the greatest secrets you will ever have in this life. Serve him with all your heart, your mind, because God searches the heart. He determines intentions before he causes you to function. (laughs) God is the God that determines intentions before he causes you to function. It is your intention that releases your functioning. It is your intention that guarantees durability and profitability in ministry. So the question is what was the motive before you entered into ministry? My question to you all is that what was the motive before you entered into ministry? what was your motive before entering the ministry did you see others that are succeeding so you joined the ministry or whatever you are doing in that ministry is it because of money or fame or is it your intention to please god or to live for the kingdom of god that's the first key to unlocking durability and longevity and lasting ministry my prayer is for you i pray for every pastor here i pray for everyone listening to me receiving grace to follow god with the right intention in the name of jesus So when God checks your intention and discover it is wrong, he will never breathe on it to last. Keep this at the back of your mind. When God checks your intention and discover it is wrong, he will never breathe on it to last. Don't follow people who are shining. Do We call them shooting stars. After some times, you don't hear from them again. I know a man who has been in ministry for over two decades. His name is Bishop Bernard Fraser Taylor. He has seen men in the scene and disappeared many have shined and deshined because their intention was wrong uh, mm, I want to give you number two factor you need to imbibe to build anything that should last is you must build structure culture and core value structure value Sorry, structure, culture, and core value. Mm. My God. Point number one was you need to build to last. With, to build to last begins with intention. Uh, you need to build to last. Uh, the Bible said in Luke 14, 20, that sit down. So number two, you must build structure, culture, and core value. Anything that must last survives on structure... Culture and core value. Culture can frustrate strategy. Bad values can destroy the move of God. Bad value value puts you on people and ministry can destroy the move of God. Bad value you put on people and ministry can destroy the move of God. Culture is the driver for your corporate excellence culture is the the most powerful factor in every organization. Culture has to do with how people respond to vision and leadership. How people respond to leadership in your ministry reveals the culture of the ministry. (laughs) People say anything that's people say anything that they like in the church or at your workplace people like to come late. leadership travel anytime they want and they come back at any time they want When all this becomes a culture, the ministry cannot last <laughs> Pastors like lies like Satan, even members know that the pastor is lying My god da Pastors lie like Satan. Even the members know that the pastor is a liar. What is the culture of your ministry? Your members know you to have mouth, no action. Your members know you to be the pastor that talks but there is no solution following. You build a church where people don't like themselves. You build a church where elders are sleeping around and still remain elders. choristers sleeping with instrumentalists and pastors yet and still they still have their position in the church a church that lacks accountability and standard no culture no excellence and no accountability Hmm. a church that lacks accountability and standards no culture no excellence no accountability duration in ministry is based on how you build structure culture and core value durability and longevity in ministry is by structure culture and core value can i talk to you sir when it comes to ministry structure core value and culture isn't enough you must convert structure culture and core values into doctrines to give longevity 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 16 when it comes to ministry structure core values and culture isn't enough you must convert structure culture and core values into doctrines to give longevity 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 16 the bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction and for instruction in righteousness culture structure and core value must be be converted into doctrines Uh, teach cultures as doctrines teach your core values as doctrines the way muslims pray they started are living this as a teaching and it has become a norm of Islam. You must pray five times a day to be a good Muslim. When you teach the people pray any time you want, you are not imbibing core values. In this Christian race, we teach Christians to pray anytime they want. The charismatic church. Go to the deeper life today. Our father in the Lord, Kumuyi, had a culture of dressing and he wrapped this culture with scriptures and it has become a doctrine. Culture becomes viable when you tie them around scriptures look for scriptures if your culture does not have scripture ground then it cannot last Mm. only scriptures build or breeds on culture and breeds on core value don't be bringing laws and culture and core values that is not enshrined in scriptures Uh, if you bring that into your ministry your ministry is not going to last when deeper life teaches you on dressing and you stay there long enough, you will change your style of dressing. (laughs) And I've seen it happen in many people's lives. When a person from deeper life leaves his church and joins another church, the first thing he will notice is the dressing is because it it has become a way of life for him. Culture is a way of life. It is the way people see things, the way people behave in a system or organization core value is what people believe in most religious or most religions of the world lasted because of the teachings they turn teachings into doctrines the roman catholic for example had survived for years because of their teachings they have turned into doctrines no matter how you attack roman catholic they will never change their teachings on purgatory oh my god, I feel like continuing this teaching. Hinduism, Hinduism, Hare Krishna, have culture and core values. They have a pattern and dressing. They even have to leave hair on the center of their head. People must trek kilometers to preach. That is the Jehovah Witness. They say if you are not evangelizing, then you are not a Jehovah Witness. These are are cultures that have been enshrined with scriptures and has become a doctrine. All these people have scriptures to back them up. Listen to me. Teach them to a point whereby if you do not work, you cannot eat. If you are not working, you cannot marry. You You can build a dependent church and I can build an independent church by the teachings I teach. There are some churches you go, 80% collect money and transport from, the, from their pastors. But these same people will go and even donate their cars to other pastors in other churches. Inculcate by the scriptures. Everybody must know what you are called to do and rep, rep, write scriptures around it. Mm. Every culture m- must have a good system. A system is a complex arrangement with every component in good working condition let me take it again every culture must have a good system a system is a complex arrangement with every component in good working condition if you are there or not there the system must be working any doctrine you bring that you do not wrap in scriptures cannot last (laughs) how do you want your members to serve some church some churches only Some churches only 25% are serving and the remaining are 75% and just there, are just there. That is not a healthy church. Build a system that's without you, the system can function. Miracles do not bring durability. It is structure and endure and that it is structure and enduring legacy. Mm. You don't build structure. You don't build culture structure by anointing you build it by doctrine and not by fame and money dr Diko lokoya built up a structure and culture and it is a norm a doctrine now every prayer comes with die by fire it is a prayer style and it is a, it has become a doctrine is it whether he's there or not it's last the church of mammon can't book a hotel for a year just to come and win souls and set up a church and if all is done on their own expenses that's the church of mammon they can't come from their country come into ghana pay a one-year hotel just to build uh, what a church my god can you do that? And these things are not given to them by their churches. They do it with their own money. Coca-Cola is a lasting, is lasting because they have maintained a taste for years. Just the branding and bottling that has changed. But they have maintained a branding taste. Please teach your people doctrines. The Winners Chapel International members can never move without a handkerchief and an oil. You can take... You can talk against it, but it is their doctrine and their culture. Christ Embassy do not believe in anointing oil because they believe the anointing that you have you have received it already. My God. Pastor, please, when people join your church, please unlearn them first before you celebrate because they are, there are many things they have learned as a culture and doctrine. Please, don't be a jack-of-all-trade. You need to teach them. You can't start with prophecy and healing, but don't remain there. You can start with prophecy and healing in your church, but don't remain there. Tie them with teaching and doctrine. If your mantle or calling as a prophet or leader, please use one hour of your time to teach and 30 minutes of your time to activate the calling or the mantle of God upon your life. There are two kinds of people that enters your church every service. Uh, Those who are fresh and raw. Only miracles opens their heart to the gift. Those are the first kind of people. And the second type of people are those that already are sorry, the second and they are those that are already there. These people are not for the miracles but rather it is the word that will sustain them you are to discipline them those who are planted are not going to remain planted by miracles but rather by doctrines and by the word Mm. can i shock you sir Please, just don't preach but teach. Let them see other sides of you. Number three, things you need to know apart from intention and culture and structure and core value is embracing constant change. Uh, I'm giving you the third point for building a lasting ministry. Embracing constant change. Nothing lasts until you embrace constant change. You must understand the place of the church in the changing world. Our world is changing. It fast, we cannot, we cannot constant, continue to do church or ministry like the days of the, our grandfathers and Elijah. <laughs> you cannot continue to run ministry in an archaic or retired way. This was a story of a pastor who was transferred to a town, and there was a particular building that has been there for over 25 years. When this pastor came, ah. Because of his modern way of thinking, he renovated the church. That church members, the the church has been there for 50 years, but they have never had membership more than five. They have never had membership more than five. But when this man came he renovated the place and the next sunday the church was full to a capacity over 500. now the world has become a global village due to the internet tv and airwaves covid 19 has come to change the world in another dimension people who had regard for church now don't have regard for the church anymore they can stay at home and come and not come to church you are a pastor no Facebook, no Instagram, etc. And you, you no docu- no documenting of your materials. That is the problem we have with the with people like the <clears throat> sorry. This is the problem we had with the people like Katrin Coleman, AA Allen Jack Cole. When they were alive, they didn't document what they were doing. This is the problem. So we cannot have a lasting ministry about them. But Kene e. again documented what he was teaching long after he had died. I can say most men of God have gone through his teachings. Here, Mr. Ministry isn't about the building, ministry is about structure and documenting your visions long after you have closed your eyes to death. It continues. We are in a dispensation where people don't need to read your book's hard copy but they want to download from Amazon PDF files in order to access information years to come. If you are copying people's message, get ready. You will soon be obsolete because everyone will soon see your source (laughs) on YouTube. My God. Our greatest problem with the pastors today, we are pastors who find it difficult to handle change. Most churches are closing in Europe and in America. The historic Christian church was converted into a mosque in New York. Bishop L. Park, Bishop L. Park. One of the archbishop that ordained Archbishop the Idahosa today, his church has been sold in America due to COVID-19. Many churches are being sold. Bishop El pox sold his church, and this church became a mosque. The only place that ministry is succeeding in is in the world is Ghana in Nigeria. Every even many pastors are discouraged because they could not change with the changing times their voices was never heard because they never subscribed to the changing the constant change my god it is time to give yourself to adaptability Change things around you, else you will become irrelevant as a pastor. There are too many relevant churches today because they only merely exist as figures. These churches are no longer forces in the locality. You are in an environment, and the people around you don't do, do, not, do not come to your church or do not even know you are around. Can I shock you, man of God? change is growth and growth is change if you want to see growth in whatever you are doing then you must change it is impossible to grow without change change will transform your church into a ministry impact so church so change sorry change will transform your church into a mighty impact so church my my god so change sorry church change will help churches to be relevant to their community change will make pastors capable and complainant in you and compliment in you if you understand the place of change my God change will help church to grab to and, and to lay hold on the future and affect the future. Change will unveil the new move of God for the hour and for the time. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse number 32, and Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18. For the children of Isaac and that's two times and season, and they were men that uh, controlled their brethren. For the church to bring change in an environment and society and community, then the church must know its purpose. What is the purpose of your church in the community? You cannot change to adapt to the move of God for that are My friend, you have to work hard. There are reasons why churches exist. There are reasons why the church exists. And I want to give you some of the reasons. The church exists to exalt. The church exists to exalt. EXALT That is why when you come to church we worship and magnify your worship must be so solid as a church number 2 the church exists to evangelize your outreach must not be your outreach must be heavy you must have an outreach whereby sorry where people can come from communities and environment you must have you must evangelize your community until the people are tired of your face and they will come to your church the church number 3 the church is to encourage sorry is to fellowship membership membership of people do not Don't allow people to come and be receiving miracles. Build a system where people will come as raw as they are and make members as they are. Church church is membership and followership. Number 4. The reason why the church is still there is the church exists for edification and maturity. The church must edify the society. What I mean by edification is the church being able to grow the people for maturity number five the church exists for equipment ministry and service malachi 3 verse 6 daniel chapter 2 verse 21 because of time i cannot read you must discipline you must disciple men and women in the church let them not come and live though the way they came back or they must not come and live through the back door my god To effectively fulfill the purpose of church in your environment, you must change. What did I say? To effectively fulfill the purpose of church in your environment, then you must change. We are not saying everything around you must change. There are things that cannot change, which I have already spoken about. But there are things that can change, which I will mention. Can I talk to you, man of God? The God you serve doesn't change, but he's, an, he's a changing God. <laughs> Malachi 3 verse 6. Malachi 3 verse 6. But as much as we serve a God that doesn't change, Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 says, God changes times and season." If God changes times and season, how come? You are a pastor and things around you isn't changing. God is an unchanging changer. Psalm 102 verse number 25 to 27. God has never changed, but He has changes or He has changed the systems. So any pastor that is not given to constant change cannot build anything that wouldn't last. That would last. Sorry. Your method of delivery handling battles and handling people. Even David enjoyed endless victories because of change of method. David fought his enemies. David fought his enemies were differently. Every strategy David used were different in every battle. In the case of Jericho, God gave them strategies. For every church, there is a str- there are strategies there are the changes i am these are the changes i am talking about as a pastor you must have a listening ear to the spirit Acts chapter, act chapter 10 verse number nine see how god brought change and these guys were busily arguing by the name of peter 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 was arguing with God. God was about to bring a change and to open a gate into the gentile nation. Hear what he said in Acts, chapter 9 verse, Acts chapter 10 verse 9. Many old churches are restricted because they are refusing to change. Many old churches have become empty churches because they are refusing to change. A time came where preaching the Holy Spirit in Baptist church is an abomination until they came together to realize they are losing their youth to the Pentecostal churches in those days uh, in those days men sit one side and ladies sit on another side and the other hand but now it has changed if you don't adapt to changes you lose members but there are things you don't change number one Doctrines, number two, the word of God, number three, teachings. The church have listed, have lasted because of the changes we have brought, especially the Pentecostal. Martin Luther brought change in his time, in those days, where they said salvation is by works, indulgence, salvation is by paying to service. So people bought money to the priest. The bigger your sin, the bigger your money. Martin Luther came up and began to preach that just shall live by faith and not by works. He brought up the movement of the Protestant that led to the revolution of change and change. Uh, Pastoring today has changed. Look at me in suits. Those days, you wouldn't dare because I love African wear a lot. <laughs> if the church refuses to change, then it will be confronted with a lot of changes. The church has changed. Those days, you can be uneducated and still be preaching, but now you need to be educated in order to preach. Don't be running a church that looks like a manage like a managing church. Don't come every day and be announcing how many people have left you, be announcing how many people have joined the winning team. Never stay a year without a new project, let them see a future in whatever you are doing. Don't manage church, church is not for managing. There are changes we must not change and there are changes we must change. There are changes called the imbalance changes, these are changes that occurs and the pastor cannot ex- experience growth. Sir, change begins with the leader. Many pastors are changing cities yet no growth. What lasts is what lasts is built on the word. What will last and what lasts is built on the word. Let people take their eyes off the person and put on the structure. There are pastors that are building ministry around them and not a structure. So, when they are not around, everything destroys. There are three kinds of churches. Number one, the undertaking church. This is a church that is concerned about the past. They use every opportunity to remind the church of their past glory and power. They do programs like, example, the days of Elijah, power as old bring anointing, bring ancient topics, they bring ancient topics on board. Very soon, those churches would be no more, my God. The second category of church you need to know is the maintenance church. It is a church that is concerned about only now, the present. They glorify average, all they're planning about is now. They are not running the church for the future. Everyday anointing service, sword service, sticks, and belt service. Hey, church of today or church of the present, church of the present. You can see the way they are building the ministry, the build, the building around their themselves. The risk-taking church, that's number three. They all they are always on the cutting edge, bodily marching on its on it to God's future do you know why Bishop David Oedipo is so unique the man is a risk taker and a vision bearer he hears God and sees God per second the best way to stay relevant and to build what will last and never turn your and never turn your presence to monument or your present to a monument Risk-taking churches are futuristic churches. 2020, Bishop David David Odepo, sorry, he said 10,000 branches, and they were able to fulfill that vision, even during the COVID-19. And this this year, 2021, they said 9,200 branches, and they are on it. Our Papa Reverend E Adeboye said, "Let's go fishing," and they have signed of the month for fishing. That's so winning. Do you know how many churches began during during this lockdown? 1,500. That's 15,000 churches, sorry, worldwide. And let's go fishing. My God. If you are a pastor, you have finished building your church, build a school, build a supermarket, or build an orphanage home. Put vision before the people, rise to your feet. God is going to bless you, in Jesus' name, amen. Our prayer point for today is Lord, help me to build what will last. Help me to build what will last. Lord, help me to build what you last. I'll put you in front, in front of my melodies. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. Lord, help me to build what will last. I'll make room for two. Lord, help me to build what will last. You and I, Jesus. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. oh away. Lord, help me build a lasting ministry. Oh, we, oh, we. Mm, Lord, it's going to help you to build a long-lasting ministry. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you for a wonderful word today. You have taught us how to build a lasting ministry. You taught us the place of intention. Father Lord, we thank you. Whatever or whatever our intention has been, it doesn't suit your purpose, Lord. Forgive us. Wash us today. We've come before you, Lord, with an open heart. Bless us. Keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful month, a wonderful year. And the glory of God will still be upon you.